What's up, ladies and germs? This here is Kevin Earl Taylor in San Francisco, California. And you're listening to the Live Free Podcast with Mike Maxwell. gentlemen i'm mike maxwell that was kevin earl taylor sending in his version of the intro thank you to kevin for doing that uh he actually sent that in from a video that he took while riding his bicycle through the streets of san francisco i think i'm gonna post the video up uh on the blog uh when i post up all the information for this podcast um today's guests are miss lisa romero and mr isaac rendowsey um I've known these guys for a long time. Uh, we've came up in the, the same sort of art circles for the last decade or so and um, have become good friends. So it was cool to get them on the show. I've been trying to get them on for a while, but they didn't have a webcam on their computer. Uh, so they finally hooked one up, I think, just to do this show and to get their Skype on. So they're available now. So if you want to Skype with them, hit them up for sure. We talk about hard drives, fecal face, pre-social media days, periodicals, moving, Punjab, Art Basel, raising money, why not, Canadian magic, marriage, taxes, realities, crusty penis, Jeffrey Lewis, migration, paper bullets, tattoos, and Mr. Porus Walker. So, as always, make sure you go check out the website, MikeMaxwellArt.com. Click on the blog. You get all the information about each guest that's been on the show. You can also subscribe over that way. Um, if, you, uh, if you go on iTunes and search Mike Maxwell Live Free Podcast, you can go through there and subscribe. But you can get all those links on the, on the website, too, so, or on the blog. Make sure you do that shit. Thanks to Individual Clothing for sponsoring this episode. You could check out their stuff at indvsl.com. Um, all artists ran, artist driven, artist carbureted. They all are artist things. So go check them out. They've been supporting the show for a long time. Much appreciated. So with all that said, ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Rondazzi and Miss Lisa Romero. Give Lisa and Isaac a call. Let's turn the volume up just a little bit. 82. Sounds good. What the fuck? All right. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. What's up, guys? Let's uh, get our pictures on here. Okay. That's me right there. How do you you work this thing? We have no idea. This is the first time we were using it. Can you even see us? Uh, I can't yet. Hit the red button. I like the avatar, though. <laughs> Thanks. You see the little camera button? Camera oh, icon? Video. There it is. Okay. There it is. We're spinning. How are, how are you? There it that? is. My face is blocking. There we go. Put me up in the corner. <laughs> What's up, Isaac? What's up? Hi, Lisa. Hi, Mike. Yes, yeah, put those headphones in. Okay. I can we hear me. switch because his ears are too freaking big and mine are too small. <laughs> Perfect match then, right? Perfect. Right. Ah. You're going to have to get Yeah, I'm going to have to sit really close to you. So what, what do the earphones do now? It's to cut out my voice from coming through your computer. Oh, see. Oh. Got it. Yeah, feedback. It's like calling into a radio station. 
Well, yeah. we don't care about that video, do we? Or do you? Well, the video is just so so we could look at each other. It's not being recorded. Okay. We're just recording the audio. So you have um, the portrait of um, the comedian who I was just talking about recently. I didn't realize you had that piece, that Lenny Bruce portrait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's up behind you. This one was like the second, I think. I uh, I just did the Joe Rogan podcast recently, and we were talking about uh, Lenny Bruce. And I actually I did two portraits, and I, I I don't know if I actually have a good picture of that one. Maybe you could take one for me. Oh sure. yeah, because I only was able to find a picture of the other one that I did, and that one's better. He looks all drunk and disheveled. I need to move this thing because it's driving me crazy. I can't see your face. <laughs> we can see like half your face. So it's go. very. Yeah, nah, it's I know that's why I had to move my screen. You guys hear me? Okay. Oh, oh perfect. Yeah. Awesome. So thanks for taking the time to do the show, guys. It's uh, it's nice to finally get you on. We've been trying to get you on for a while. You had some uh, webcam issues, right? Um, sort of. Lack just thereof. lack thereof. Every time I went to tell, to tell Isaac, go get one. Okay, sure. And then we'd, for, we'd completely forget about it. Yeah, right. It's probably not at the top of the priority list these days. Not when you have a three-year-old, no. No. Actually, mainly it's been external hard drives. And oh, yeah, we have our shit out on this black. Ooh, look at what I got that I still need to get set up. Let's see if I can get this on camera. Just waiting to get filled with unnecessary things. That's something they're not unnecessary. Yeah, we had a, was it like a two terabyte Western Digital external drive, and it completely, like, overheated, burnout, fried. Was that from all your uh, photos, or are you shoot, do you shoot video too? A little bit of video, but it was basically like everything I'd ever done from 2001 Fecal Face to, I don't know, maybe like the last issue of Color. Gone. Uh, all gone. Yeah, a lot, a lot <sighs> of my stuff is just and gone. everything she's done, like all her freelance projects. Gone. And well, as bad as that is, is there sort of a sense of freedom in it? Like a little bit of like, well, I don't have to keep okay, track of that thing right. anymore. I knew you were gonna say that. There's freedom in just letting shit go. Yeah, there is, but like you don't have to worry about it. It's frustrating. It's frustrating because I like to look. I'm kind of like I like to look at the work that I've done so that I can learn from it. And if it's not there anymore, I feel like I can't learn from it. It's gone. Yeah, totally. I I always I like to go back and look at shit too. That's why. I, I, I oh, sorry. Go ahead. But I was gonna say I I guess I would equate it to the freedom. Same type of freedom a eunuch might feel. You know, great, awesome, awesome. I can't really get anyone pregnant, I can't get in a lot of trouble, but I also on, can't the same, on the same side, I can't feel this very weird sort of detachedness from my past. And it's there, it was there, now it's gone. He's a beer in, by the way. Well... Speaking of all that old stuff, I guess that's sort of how we connected, right? Like early yeah. fecal face scene? In the 2004? In 2003. Two, well, we started, you and I started dating in... No, when we first... I, yeah, no, but I started going on to the site when I met you. No, before that, when Michael's work was first on there. About a year about, a year before that. Yeah, yeah. At least. Well, I'm trying to figure out what the year is. 
years. I could put it at 02. We could. 02? Really? 03? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that sounds about right. Let's call it a decade just for the shit of it. Jesus. God, we're old. I know, right? It doesn't feel like it, though. No. Not to me. So we, we were. We met via, like, the user gallery, I guess. Which is funny. I've had a few people that I've talked to from that time frame be on the show. I was not a user gallery person. No? I was a you sure? Person. Yeah, positive. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I know. Totally positive. I know. So I, I just like, I like to talk shit, so it's the forum. No, that's right. You did the, um, the Monday thing? Um, SBM. Sketchbook Mondays. Yeah. That was fucking fun. That was fun. I liked it. Yeah. It was hard, but it was fun. Yeah, it sort of pushed you to do to do shit, and it, it was almost like it was all pre uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all that. Like it uh-huh. was kind of cool to be able to get um, like a sort of feedback on what was working and what wasn't. Like I think for artists like Facebook and Twitter, like that's a perfect sort of gauge as to like what's working and what's not i think a lot of people post stuff for like recognition and like you know to get people to adore them or whatever but like at at the same time you could it's almost like um like a rating scale you're like oh that had 10 fucking 15 likes that must Uh be that must be better than the one that only got one like or whatever yeah like as trivial as that shit sounds you can kind of like figure out what's working with a general public Oh, yeah, it's much more instantaneous feedback well, not only than, that, I, than anything in print. I try to keep it as honest as possible, too, because a lot of people are like, oh, that's great, that's great. No, 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 be honest. What is working and what is not? Tell me what sucks and tell me what you like. Well, the Internet's always been great for blowjobs, whether but, seeing them or receiving them. But part of the reason that I wanted to start it in the first place was because I knew that a lot of people were just kissing ass. Mm. And I personally, I can't grow from kissing ass. Yeah. Yeah. But that, and that's what I mean, like, with the way Facebook works and Twitter, or maybe not so much Twitter, but Facebook, like, you get a sort of uh, consensus without, you know, all the words, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could tell mm-hmm. what, what gets attention and what doesn't. And so, with uh, Fecal Face, that was like an early opportunity for that. And, you know, you open yourself up for a lot of criticism and all sorts of other bullshit. And, a lot. Yeah, yeah. That was what was so great about Fecal Face back then is that you got a lot of honesty. And you didn't get that much of a blowjob. You got some straight up, wow, that's awesome. Or, oh, man, really? Nice. You went to school for that? Yeah. But that, that's because it's, you know, run by artists and artists are contributing. So artists are going to tell you, that damn, what the hell were you thinking when you did that? That's what I think about all that stuff now, looking back, <laughs> unfortunately. You know which other one I have hanging, actually, you can't see it, is, hold on. Oh, yeah. There's so many things out there in the world, I just forget about them. Yeah, and I love this one, so it's right in front of the computer. Yeah. Nice. Top left. So, uh, you two are, like, power art duo? In different I mediums? Is that... That. We produce a lot of gas. <laughs> Power. Yeah, we produce a lot of a lot of stuff, but methane. Methane. Earth. Well, you guys wanna talk about how uh, you started out making things? Like Lisa, you you're you're into drawing and illustration and painting and Isaac you're you're photo based. Yeah, pretty much it. although these days it seems to be a lot of about fifty fifty. 
photo and photography, uh, photography and writing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, originally I started out wanting to be a, you know, the modern version of Henry Miller, and I ended up taking photos. Uh, Lisa went to school. I went to the Academy of Art, and I went to FIDM, and I wanted to be a fashion designer. And then I realized that fashion politics suck. What's going on? Are you glitching out Can a little bit? Us? Yeah, I hear you okay. fine. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. There's just some weird pop up. Yeah, pop up saying that audio right. messed up. Take no, two. you're good. Take two. Take two. Um. I got all that. Okay. No. Sorry. Ah, sorry. <laughs> What's that? I just blasted my fucking clipboard and it went flying. So fashion politics, you you were you making clothes? Uh, you know I can't sew for shit, so no, I wasn't making clothes. I I went to FIDM and I liked it and I liked drawing. I liked the drawing part, but I flunked out of my sewing classes. So then I went to the Academy of Art and realized that I could just draw the shit. And then I didn't finish because I didn't have enough money, which is normal for artists. Well, that's the typical routine, right? Like I talked to Joshy Clay about this, how it's like a it's an art hustle. Or, you know, it's like there's all those classes for the incoming students and that there's none for seniors because they know yeah. nobody's going to get there. We never finish. We always stop right at the end. We've learned enough. We're done. I'm done. So you get a job in the real world and you pay rent and do all that kind of shit. Yeah. I would have been right in that same routine if, had I not, like, just got right into working, you know? Like, I, yeah. I knew a ton of artists who were going to art school who were already showing in galleries, <clears throat> doing jobs. Like, you're in the art world. Why are you still paying to pretend to learn how to do it? You're doing it already. <laughs> Why bother? Why bother? Well, gee, it's not that easy. Yeah, but a lot of places like to see the cabbage after your name. You know, well, just the, the proof that you were able to jump through the hoops. I think that's changing steadily, though. Hopefully. Yeah. It, it probably didn't look like that in the early 2000s. When did you go to school? 90? Late 90s? Nine, early? 99 to two, 204, yeah. Where were you going to school? In the Bay? In San Francisco. Yeah. And you guys, where are you guys at? Currently we are in Pinole, California. A.K.A. Penis Hole. Penis Hole. Penis Hole. You guys have been there for a while, huh? We've been here for a few years. Baby's four, so yeah, five years. How has uh, has parenthood changed the way you guys make things? Um, you, yeah. Noticeably? <laughs> Big time. It's nine months. <laughs> Big time. When I was pregnant, I couldn't do anything. That sucked. Not doing that again. But um, we, we have a really good trade-off. Isaac watches her during the daytime, and then when I get home from a day job, I watch her, and once she goes to bed, then we both go to our respective places in the house. I go to my room, he stays in the living room, and then we don't see each other until we go to bed. That sounds beautiful. It's beautiful. (laughs) Most people couldn't function the way that we function, and I don't know how we do it. Well, it's that creative mind, like, you need some time, right? Yeah. Because if he doesn't write, or if he doesn't skate and go take pictures, he gets really pissy. So I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. Just leave. So take your skateboard and get out. What are you guys working on now? You got any cool stuff that you're doing? I don't have any projects right now, actually. I just finished up um, some t-shirts for a company, a startup in San Francisco, for their holiday party. And that actually, they should be getting them tomorrow. Nice. Um, Yeah, 
that's cool. I, I really like doing t-shirt graphics. It's really strange. So I'm not quite doing fashion, but I am doing a lot of graphics for tees. That's, that's always cool. I'm not doing anything else. What are you doing, Isaac? What are you always doing? Uh, well, I just finished up uh, articles and content for the next issue of Color Magazine. It's based out of Vancouver, Canada. Um, let's see, what the two tour articles and like maybe three other one-page articles for them where it's, you know, words and or photos. So just kind of doing the periodical business and preparing for an art show next month, mm. I believe. Yeah. Um, down at the Atlas Skate Shop in San Mateo. Oh, nice. Yeah, what, uh, get... what do you think about the, like, sur- likelihood of survival for the magazine industry? Um... I think it's going to boil down to the content provided by those magazines. I think if the content is there, the readers will stay. If the content wavers or uh, starts to lag, it will go away. Uh, the readers will just you know, abandon it. I mean, I think we've seen that in the larger field of popular magazines. Um, the subcultures, whether it's tattooing, whether it's skateboarding, whether it's, you know, competitive skeet shooting, those magazines will always have a core group because there are so many people who are passionate about it, but it will also be one of those things where if the content isn't what the people want, they'll split. And since I work in the large, I guess... Uh, the skate world, you know, with all my stuff. If the content isn't there, people will split and go to websites. Well, with that, with that said, like, how how do you think content has to change? Does it ha- can it improve more than yeah, like the- everything can improve? Everything about a magazine can improve. The relationships between the ma- uh, the magazine and the advertisers can improve. You can have a much more smoother thing where the advertisers actually trust what the magazine people are going to do. Um, you can have a smooth, you can have, you know, people can write better. People take better photos always. Um, whether how much that people are going to notice, it, it all depends on how sensationalistic the content is. You can have a great photo of a tree, but who gives a shit about a tree? You know? even more artsy wise. Artsy wise or just in general. Yeah, yeah, totally. I could see relating that to to the gallery world, even. Oh, yeah. Well, everything is getting, a, a, I think, better design. I mean, you, you look at websites now, they're not the best that they can be. People fucking complain. People get on their high horse and talk shit until somebody changes it, so... I don't know. Magazines, hint, hint, poke, poke. Speaking of, I need to fucking update my... Website. I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah. I know my blog is on point. You're, you know, I'm glad that you're keeping a blog now, and I'm glad that you're updating it more currently. <laughs> but yeah, the website—it's been a while, man. Blog is weekly. The website hasn't been updated in over a year. Yeah. My little puppy dog is scratching at the door. Go lay down. Speaking of which, I, I like your new digs. My digs. Your new digs. You guys moved, right? Yeah, 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 so nice. Like the difference Bigger. between driving thirty miles to 
to commute in three uh-huh. is uh-huh. like <laughs> is like I live in a brand new world. The whole thing is super strange. Like I'm riding a bicycle around all the time now. Uh-huh. Like I keep pulling into my house, like thinking, "Hmm, this is this is my life now today. <laughs> this is this feels very strange." Just after six uh-huh. years of being in the same place, you know. Yeah, uh-huh. and I, I liked your your tweets about. I'm not going to go to Subway. I'm going to go to a mom and pop place. I'm going to spend my money wisely. I Speaking like of that goddamn mom and pop place, a bunch of knuckleheads over there. Oh, what happened? Just a guy doesn't listen to how you order a goddamn sandwich. <laughs> Bread's really good, but I have I have uh, an Indian place that I go to and a Thai place that I go to. I should plug oh. them anyway. There's a yeah. place called Punjabi. Punjabi Tandoor, and I call it Punjab. I don't know if that's a good plug for them or not, but they make the best non bread in the entire universe. They make all different kinds. The plain non is is perfect. You don't even need garlic on it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I like the garlic stuff. Yeah, but if a bread's good, all you need is the bread. I'm not a bread person. You're the bread person. Yeah, you're you. Have you guys ever been down to San Diego? I assume you have, Isaac, with the ASR shit. I have never been to a skateboard trade show. Well, congratulations. Congratulations for that. I may may be going down to San Diego next month. Um, I guess at the Black Box um, distribution. They have like a trade show type thing. Um, so I may be going out, but I, I kind of doubt it. I yeah. hope so. Maybe kind of cool to actually check out one of those monkey circuses. Yeah, you should. Plus I got I got to get up your guys' way. I wanted to try to come up this winter. Maybe I can extend it into next year. You're more than welcome to stay with us. Yeah, you can stay out, stay with us in the sticks. I would do that. The trouble is getting there. Yeah, tickets aren't expensive, but. I just got back from Miami. I guess it's been a week now. Dude, so awesome. I recommend going if at all possible. Because, like, I was talking to the guys at Double Break Gallery here in San Diego. Um, Uh Chris Johansson's band just played uh, this little gallery show. I posted a couple little videos and a photo. Really cool. But um, I was talking about how, like, for me, the trip was really cool because I wasn't concerned about selling artwork in the fairs. I had no, like, I didn't have any obligations to the fairs. I was just painting outside with my friends. And, like, I got to avoid, like, all the douchiness of, like, the collector base and, like, that weird thing. And I just spent like 99% of my time with artists like a bunch of like really cool awesome like down to earth like non-egotistical because we were all hanging out like in the hood painting the walls and we were doing like the like smaller art fair like wall painting thing so it's like it was just a it was an amazing experience like I'm really stoked I was able to do it and for the people who don't know uh, I was able to raise $1,300 on Facebook in 24 hours. That's cool. Just, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. Because I wasn't going to be able to go. Because mm-hmm. I just, like you said, I just moved. And literally it cost me like $3,500 to move or something. Which basically just crushed any possible, possible way that I was going to go. Uh-huh. 
So just as a joke, I posted up, who wants to sponsor my uh, flight to Miami? And so I got like a couple email messages like, oh, you should do a Kickstarter. You should do this or that or the other thing. And so I just made a blog with some stuff like that I had for sale because I didn't want to just like ask for donations really uh, like yeah. I want so I wanted to sell a couple things just so I could make the trip buy the ticket Don't get about it. yeah like and so I ended up getting like a few commissions came through so like people donated money on like future commissions but more than like I would say like 60% was donations like people just donating 40 or 50 bucks oh dude that's vicarious living right there mm-hmm. that's awesome. they unbelievable so they what's that they couldn't go, so they were probably thinking, you know, hey, I want to send somebody who's going to do something with yeah. it. Yeah, I was so humbled. Like, I, I literally thought, like, oh, I'll get, like, 40 or 50 bucks, and then I'll just go buy a bag of weed and look at the pictures on the Internet. You know what I mean? But yeah, it just kept going up, like, and doubling, and then doubling itself, like, exponentially. It, it tripped me out. So I ended up auctioning off, like, put everybody's name in a hat who donated, and gave away two of the paintings that I had, like, up for sale that I was trying to sell. So, like, two people that donated, like, 40 bucks got, you know, a few hundred dollar paintings or whatever, you know? Fuck yeah. So the trip was super cool. Like, we caught some flack with, like, the local graffiti crew who, like, ran, who, like, runs the block there. Well, apparently, we didn't, without any knowledge of us pre- prior to that like we didn't the, apparently there was this uh there's this kid why not who was killed on his 21st birthday in the parking lot of a strip club and um apparently this wall that we were given to paint was one of the last places that he painted on you know oh, yeah but the wall itself it looked like it was covered in mostly tags like there was a couple little throw-ups there wasn't anything that really was significant to like for any of us to make notice that it, like the wall had some significance. And so they, the guys that I was working with, they start buffing the wall white before we paint it. And um, guy from the corner comes running out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck? Who gave you permission to do this? Well, the local graffiti shop on the corner that sells all the paint to everybody and like has a little gallery is like the head of this, like the crew base is right there. So they're watching the block all the time, right? And so they're like, fuck you, fuck primary flight, whoever, fuck everyone. Like, they were pissed. So we were like, fuck, man, we didn't know, you know, if we had some sort of prior knowledge, we would have made this right. But I was with these French Canadians who are, like, fucking magicians. No, They, like, can smooth any situation over in, like, like this dude is, like, a hypnotist, is uh, Jason Botkin. He just has this tone in his voice that calms everybody down. It's, it's really fucking bizarre. So he uh, ended up course. squaring everything with them, like making it cool on the block. But uh, it was like, it felt dangerous like to, <laughs> to get started. And it's like, wow, we already fucked up once. We buffed the wall, we come back the next day, and it's filled with tags all the way across where they could reach. You know? But um, yeah. it ended up like... This the particular street there had been like six murders on prior, and uh, like within the last like few months, like four or five murders happened there. And that kid didn't die there; he died at this strip club on his twenty-first birthday. And like I guess um, they had some beef with some thug ass fools 
inside and they got in a fight outside and the one of the guys backed over him with his car or hit him with the car then backed over him killed him and so like miami blew up right after that like oh it was all over the news and there's a lot of shit so like every graffiti writer from the city was just writing his name all over the place like you know how it goes when one of them when a young cat dies like that and uh so this fucking this street like they only have private security like police rarely drive down it and we ended up having some of the kids from the neighborhood come paint with us and ended up making friends with some of these like private security and we ended up building like this community on the street like one of the guys came up he's like i've been patrolling this area for six years i've never seen this block look like this and granted it's it's fucking art basel so it's all packed full of people but we had 25 something like 25 artists work on this wall over two days so like everybody who was friends with somebody would come by and stop and look and like there's a photo on the blog where I show like a little crowd shot and it's like there was always an audience to sit there and watch and there was always an interaction and it, it like created this weird little like new vibe right there and even with the kids from the community like every like the kids who lived on the block like the little skater kids were coming out and hanging out we were like trading stickers and it was really fucking a cool trip man and it, I was I was pleasantly surprised to avoid like all that weird douchiness that you think would come with an art fair which typically does on the insides of the fairs you know but it was a fucking that town turns lawless for five days that city do me a favor say it again art 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 basel Basel. Is it Basel or Basel? I don't it's Basel. Basel. It's, I think it's because it's German. Ba- Basel. Yeah. Basel is the herb. Yeah, Basel yeah, is I, IL. I understand that, but <laughs> there's always this, you, you talk to different artists and some people say Basel and some people say Basel and I'm like, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Am I pronouncing it incorrectly? Well, as long as we've known each other, I still don't want to try to enunciate uh, Isaac's last name. Why? It's not that hard. <laughs> Douchebaggy. <laughs> No, it is. It, say it. Randozzi. It's R A N D. I think I I try to Randozzi make it Ron, like R O N. No, Randozzi. Do you yeah. see why I don't want to marry the man though? You guys aren't married. Nobody That's I was gonna ask him if you just kept the last name for like the superstar. No, no rock star access. The superstar it's, status. No, we're going on eight years in Super February. Good. I don't nice. need to be favor. Nah, me and Chris are the same way. We've been together okay. for ten. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, well, there's it's, really no reason. Yeah, except to just fucking have some license. And the the government says it's okay. It's kind yeah. of fucking bullshit. Yeah, the government a, says it's okay for you guys to stay together. I ain't a motherfucking dog. I don't need someone around my neck no. that says I'm someone's baby. property. No, that's stupid. Yeah, so I think, you get a tax break. I think that's about all. No, you don't. Don't you? I thought you did. If you're married, it's like better. If you're but... married and a kid, you get a better tax well, break. I mean, I don't really care that much about the taxes. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, I think. Uh, yeah, no comment about the taxes. No comment about the taxes. <laughs> That's, I've been saying everybody needs to really uh, occupy uh, April 21st or whatever the day is. Like, if everyone decides <laughs> to not pay taxes all at the same time, we just <laughs> shut those fucks down in a heartbeat. Yeah, just no, like the road ride. I could do, I would. We could pull together. We could do it. We could do it. Yeah, Thoreau tried that during the Civil War. Way to get him. Fucking tossed in jail. Oh, God. History. 
We can I, try I don't again. really see the point in, in paying taxes to people who are not going to do the things that you want them to do anyway. Yeah, use your money like you want it to be used. Doesn't it seem like more people are realizing that now? Like, yeah. artists have always been that way, like, fucking the system. Like, I'm not going to go on that fucking path. But it seems like more and more average people are taking that pathway. I think more and more people are realizing that it's an option. We've been told for so long, you have to get married, you have to go to college, you have to have kids, you have to do this. Who the fuck says you have to do any of that shit? Who? Yeah. Who? The Bible? Who's yeah. The Bible? Fucking bizarre status quos. I don't understand why more people haven't done it throughout the years. Well, it's just, I think now more of the population is realizing that what the status quo was expected to be um, is now the status wow really do we think that way yeah we do it's, because we've been it's inbred it was well, some of it's self-realization but it also is a, you know reality has slapped us with its crusty dick <laughs> basically just said this is the man get of out of it you know I mean look we have people who have had jobs for 20, 30 years who don't have a pension and then got laid off. And you're fucked anyway, so who the fuck cares? Do what you want to do. And, yeah, and if you play by the rules, you're basically, if you play by the rules, you still can get fucked. <laughs> right. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And if you don't, no. so do what you want to do. Actually, it's turning to be you're damned if you do and you may not be so damned if you don't. Yeah, that if that's the truth. Fools, maybe not so much. Maybe you'll you know, actually be happy. Instead of getting a whole fist up the ass, maybe it's just a pinky. Well, you know, what's really funny is Isaac and I have a lot of these conversations. I know this may sound like it's brand new, but Isaac and I have these conversations all the time. And we're always getting pissed off because I think for us, being together as, as an art couple, like you said, you pointed out, the whole thing is different because he does something creative and I do something creative, we have to think differently or we're not going to make it. And if you do the same old, same old all the time, like everybody else, things don't turn out the way you want anyway. Do what you want to do to be happy. And if that means he goes somewhere for two weeks to go hang out with skaters and get drunk, have a good time. Right. Have a good time. I do that for a month. Do what you want. Sorry. I'm going to use the Crass song uh, for this outro, I think. But I think I got the, uh, no, I got a crass cover. What the fuck? Jeffrey Lewis? Have you ever heard the, he did a, Jeffrey Lewis did a, a crass cover al- album, but all in like folk sounds, like a folk crass album so that you could hear all the words. Like he, he wanted to make an album that you could just hear all the lyrics so that you'll go back and listen to the actual crass album and mm-hmm. be able to better enjoy it because he said like it takes a long time for people to find all the like nuances of it you know so he wanted to give some people like a crash course real quick I don't know who that band is Crass Crass old punk band Mm -hmm. there's a song about doing what you want to do and it's true like Mm -hmm. the more people realize that we can make choices on our own and not follow that status quo that seems to be like the American dream fucking formula. Uh-huh. That shit is long gone and dead, I think. And a lot uh-huh. of people are coming out of that fucking haze of of capital, you, Western capitalism and, like, get as much as you can and fuck everybody else, you know? 
I think artists are, are like at the forefront of, I want to be different, so therefore I have to think differently. But well, that and... Well, you go into the corporate world, and I, I think this a lot because, you know, I have a day job, and I have to have that, you have to have that kind of mentality when you go to work, is you can't say too much to people, because you fucking blow their minds. They don't get it. They don't understand. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're laughing, but I mean, it's tough. No, it's true. They don't understand. No, I they don't realize that you can think differently, because they've been so programmed to think the same way, that even the little things, even when you mention just like, oh, no, I don't shop at regular stores, I shop at thrift stores. What? You mean you don't go to Macy's? No, I don't go to fucking Macy's, and I don't want to. Yeah. So don't ask me. Or the, the best reaction that I think most people, or my favorite thing to drop on people is, I haven't had a TV for a day. <laughs> I love saying and that work. People go like, what? what? What do you mean you don't haven't had a TV for a decade? How do you I function? Mean, I haven't had my head up my ass for a for decade. For a decade, yeah. I've actually been doing something with every day. I've been. Even if I'm sitting here with my thumb up my ass, it's still better than watching a fucking TV. Well, because you're thinking about something with your Yeah, I'm thinking about my thumb up my ass yeah. and how, ow, I should take it out and go take a photo. Well, there's something about artists that, I, I say this a lot, like, artists are, like, glorified problem solvers. You know, like, we just, our, the creative types seem to want to have, like, problems to solve, like, puzzles to figure out, you know, like, challenges. And I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> what were we talking about before that? We were talking about the the life of normal normal quote unquote people. Well, anyway, what do you what do you think? Let's see how I want to phrase this. I'm gonna edit all this so that I sound really smart asking the next question. <laughs> I'm tired of shit. I I did jujitsu right before right before this. I thought you just went to blonde or something. That's what it looks like. No, I did. I. Uh, I got a little king's bread. I smoked one extra bong snap. <laughs> I have I haven't been smoking that much since I went to Miami. I was smoking fucking joints with the Canadians that they put the tobacco in there and roll the fucking oh, yeah. splits and shit. But yeah. I'm used to smoking big fucking bong rips to the dome piece, and then they're smoking like little pinner joints, and I kind of was like I I got a, like a week's cleared head. It wasn't even like I got stoned, you know. Yeah. We've been, well, what's up? What's up with um, medical marijuana up there in the bay? Is it getting fucked with as much as it is down south here? Do you know much about? Uh, not so much. I don't think I don't think uh, the local feds are paying that much attention to what the home office is saying because yeah. the local feds around here, I think, have a more realistic view of what's happening. I think they actually pay attention to people and not just I mean people with money but I mean like average folks who could really give a shit about who is smoking a joint on their street Mm -hmm. when four out of ten people probably don't have a job yeah it's not that important I I, I think I don't know if it's just always been about Northern California type of vibe but people just sort of have a larger scope of their viewpoint no. What the fuck makes it so... I mean, obviously, San Diego is much more conservative. But, like, how do we get so f- far apart in our, like, thinking? We've always been, We've far, always apart. been far apart. Northern California and Southern California have always been yeah. miles away. Not in just the where they are, but... Uh, from what I understand, and I could be wrong, but San Diego County was one of the few counties that actually said, okay... We won't have slaves. 
back in Are you serious, Isaac? back in the eighteen seventies before or sorry, eighteen thirties before California became a state. Because if you look at the migration patterns of people, people don't travel north to south, they travel horizontally, east to west. So when you get people who are migrating to Southern California, they are coming from Texas, Alabama, Louisiana, cultures with deep, you know, traditions and their own rights. Wrong or right, whatever. But then when you have come up here, you are having people coming from the East Coast. Uh, you know, a lot more, you know, New Englanders uh, and East Coast people who live around um, shipping towns and Oh, I, I get your logic there. Yeah. Okay. They are coming to an area that has a lot of trade and traffic. Bay Area for a long time has had that. Southern California, not so much until the past 150 years when Long Beach took off as a big you know, shipping port. Right. So you have a different viewpoint in Southern California, yeah. uh, different from Northern California. I mean, in L.A. and Southern California, during the 30, 20s through 50s, you didn't have them all. Up here, you had them all. Because in Southern California, they would beat the living shit out of any mob member and send them back home. Up here, hey, whatever, it's cool, don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute. Now you're going too far. Now we don't like it. Get back to where we're okay with it. No, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that. Like, just the horizontal lines of, of distribution of migration makes fucking yeah. sense. I mean, it's it, if you look at it culturally, you kind of go below a certain... I, I don't even know what the number is, but you go below a certain longitude. IQ is kind of different. Oh, don't be mean. I kind of... I'm not being mean. I'm talking... But I'm not talking about transplants. I'm talking about people who've been there for multiple generations. I was born and raised, cocksucker. Oh, shit. (laughs) Multiple generations. Hold on, hold on, hold on one second. I just have to uh, stop the recording real quick. What? Because it's acting like a hooker. It's not doing what you want. Slap her around. There we go. No, I just had to save it. Oh, it's being a hooker again. Hold on. I got it. Being a hooker, I like that. I need to use that. I say that all the time. Well, it's working. It's just as soon as I click over to... There we go. No problem. No, I, I needed Isaac to, like, move this thing over. We're, I can see you peeing. Shortly. Huh? I can yeah, see I can you see peeing. Miss <laughs> Crystal's in the, in the house. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. How about you? I'm good. The microphone's over you. here, my friend. What's up? The microphone. I missed over you here. guys. I know, I miss you guys too. Please come up and bring Katie up. How's work? Real quick. Well, it's, it's good. Katie? It's work. It's good. <laughs> it's doing good though. You like the new place? Yeah, we're enjoying it. It's nice to be really close to work. It helps. Oh yeah, no more traffic. Yeah. And we have a lot more time. It's enjoyable. Can you hear my wild dog running around? <laughs> Yeah, I hear him. He's so stoked to have carpet to get grip now. Because we were on <laughs> tile floors before, so he would just slip everywhere. Does he, he do that back and forth thing? Yeah, he just freaks yeah. out and just starts running like a wild thing. It's almost that. like he gets possessed. Is your dog possessed? As some sort of ghost? Well, I, I think he's part chupacabra. <laughs> 
chupacabra? Yeah. You eat all the goats in your area? So let's um let's plug some of you guys' stuff so we could get the Paper listeners bullet. to the website. Communist bastard. Oh, I like that. Say that again. Paperbullet.communist bastard. Yeah, that's a good one. I think we'll keep that. You're a socialist. You're not a communist. I never know the difference. I'm glad I have you to tell me. Run. You hear him? <laughs> yeah, I hear him. That's awesome. Run. Relax, dog. <laughs> All right, let's plug your guys' websites. All right, I am paperbullet.com, and this is mydumbluck.com. Where did the paper bullet name come from? You know, it has a dual meaning, and I didn't plan it. If, if I had known that once you pick your website name, that's it for the rest of your fucking life, I probably, would, I probably wouldn't have picked it. But um, it came from a paper bullet is a piece of paper that you crumple up and throw in the garbage. It's a paper bullet. You know, that, that's basically what it, it means. Trash is what it means. <laughs> So, it's That's perfect. Right. It's kind of poetic. Kind of, yeah. It means, you, you know, like when you're fucking up a lot and you're throwing shit into the wastebasket, it's paperable. Well, I like that idea of something that it seems very non-harmful being added to something that's extremely harmful. Yeah, and you know, I get a lot of Google hits for people searching how to make a paper bullet, because I guess you can. You can construct them out of paper. It's a thing. Nice. But, you know, the, but they find me and they're like, oh, that's aren't, not what I wanted. Aren't paper bullets considered blanks, though? I, that I don't know. Like, it might be. If you have the metal casing and then the bullet, the projectile part is paper, so that is what the blank is. I don't know. You're smarter than me. It sounds like yeah. some Mythbuster shit. I heard they yeah. sent a cannonball through a wall somewhere. Oh, somebody's house. That's crazy. Sweet. Somebody's house. I wish they would, yeah. Oh, was it a house? Or was no, it was somebody who lived there. I'm working oh. to get Mr. Paul Yurich on the show. Yurich. Oh, that would be Ask nice. him how his transformation from white boy Rasta from Florida to West Coast greaser has gone in the past 15 years. I, I love that, that guy. He can you send awesome. that? Can you send me that in a in an email? I will. I'll, yeah, I just want to sure. quote you properly. Because like when I first started skating with Paul, he was a white dude with a southern accent and thick blonde dreads. Yeah, I remember that. And over the year, I mean, and he was awesome on a skateboard. I remember seeing some footage going, holy shit, that dude rips, and seeing him skate in person going, holy shit, does this dude rip. Yeah. And meeting him and hanging out with him over the years, because he's been a friend of John Tripp's for a long time, and, you know, and he cut off his dreads and was just Paul or whatever, and then seemed like a few years ago, he started getting into, you know, doing tattoos and working on motorcycles, and like, holy shit, um, he's gone total greaser. Which is rad. Speaking, but. sorry. Speaking of tattoos, Mike, I got my first two. Oh yeah, I saw uh, on your arm. I didn't realize that they were your first. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, they're my first. I don't know if you can see it that way. What do they say? This, this one says, "Do not be afraid of possibilities." Uh, can't see it. And this one says, "Castles are falling all around me." And then Mike threw my hand. Can you see that, Crystal? Uh huh. Can you see it? Yeah. Okay. I can see the um, sea. I can see castles. I have to see the sea. I'll send you the link. She's extra it's just the glare. Sorry. I, I was really excited and proud because I'd waited for so long. I had waited for so long and people kept telling me, you don't want to do it now, just you don't have to do it now. No, I wanted to do it, but it's my handwriting. Rad. 
I want to get something of my own on me at some point. I just don't know what. Shut up. <laughs> so many, I know so many good tattoo artists that it's just like, tattoo yeah. me with what make, what you're good at. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I got my sleeve done. Was oh. originally was, oh yeah, I'll just do that you know, a forearm or half a forearm of a dragon because it was born in 76. Your dragon, cool. Next thing I know, I go back in to Idle Hand. Idle Hand. And Jason has an entire sleeve worked up for me. It was just a... And I'm like, but, but, he's like, don't worry about it. I want to do this. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, he's like, do you have any styles in mind? I'm like, not really, just something kind of unique. And I like Celtic, but I don't like some of the cheesy shit. And I like the traditional Japanese dragons, but sometimes they can look like shit. And he said, all right, so non-shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty, non-shitty. pretty easy. Yeah. The best one is the one that, that Jimmy gave you, Porus. Porus, yeah. That Porus gave him. You, you saw that one. The one of the, the sailing ship on his arm. I don't know. I don't know if, uh... That was the spur of the moment Jimmy grabbed a... All right. Uh, basic, story, basic story is um, Porus Walker had a show in Oakland. Um, I went over to help after it ended to have, help him take it down. The day before, they had a quote-unquote takedown ending show. During that show, the owner of the gallery brought his tattoo setup, legit full tattoo setup with different needles and everything, and so Porus gave people tattoos. In fact, he gave one drunk guy like four or five or eight different mustache tattoos between his fingers. Jesus. Like a Hitler one, a Magnum PI one, a Charlie Chan one, like all right here. So the next day I go over, I'm helping Porus take down the stuff, and it's like wall, uh, two full walls of paper that he's drawn and painted on. Um, and so we're taking it down, and Boris says, hey, tattoo steps right here. What about when we're, you know, take a break or something? Like, give me something. I'm like, sure. Okay, whatever. And Boris says a lot of things. <laughs> Sometimes you take them for what it's worth. Sometimes you're like, yeah, whatever. We'll tattoo the dog later. 20, 30 minutes go by. He's like, all right, you ready for a tattoo? I'm like, sure. All right. So he starts setting up the, t- the tattoo gun, puts in a needle and all brand new stuff. Um, and I'm like, well, shit, what do you feel like giving me? He's like, I don't know. What do you want? I'm like, well, not boobs and not a penis that looks like a branch with marshmallows in it because that's just not me. Yeah, right. Uh, and he's like, well, you know, I did do a ship on another guy and I'd like to do a bigger one. I'm like, okay, well, if you're down for it, I'm down for it. Let's do it. He does this, you know, traditional sailing ship, you know, three master, and I asked him to put in three birds above it, one for me, one for Lisa, and one for Bibi. Um, they're like a son of a bitch, and it looked when it the it looks like it was done with a sharpie. Even today, yeah. it's been a couple of years. So after he gives me a tattoo, we go take down some more stuff. Galerietta comes in, and he's just looking around. And he looks at the setup. And he's like, "Oh, you gave him a tattoo." Boris is like, "Yeah, yeah, it's great. Take a look at it." And looks at it, kind of snickers, and looks at the tattoo setup and you know, the gun setup, and says, "Yeah, well, you upside down and too far out." 
so I kind of wondered why I felt it in my muscles. Oh, Jesus. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I realized that that goofy bastard of a brother I have, you know, actually put it in my muscles. Yeah. So, um, it was good. It still looks like it was done by a Sharpie, and it's been about three years. Did it do any damage to your muscle? Not that I could tell. I mean, you know, it was a clean needle, so any infection or any of that would have shown up by now, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's, uh, did it blur, get, get pretty blurry, blow out pretty good? Um, not too much. I mean, he did it over and over and over again enough. That's kind of puffy. Where <laughs> it, was puffy, it was puffy for a couple of days. Like, that good days. sort of, like, ridge puffiness, you know, where you're like, that's shouldn't look like this for more than 48 hours. Do you want to um, interview him for the podcast? Do you want to be a guest podcaster and interview him? I would love to, but I've been trying to track Porus down for an interview of my own for uh, color because he just art directed a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Well, he, he just has to show up at his house party. Is what happens. Is what has to happen. Yeah. Why don't you record it? Okay. Do your article and then let me post the in- because obviously you won't get every question won't go into the article. No, you could let no. me post it okay. on the podcast as a guest podcaster. I think that can be worked out. I think you guys you should just go to his house, take the no. I mean, that's what's going to have to happen explain. anyway. When I do an because he's I guess he is actually going to be installing one of the sets from the movie Twixt that stars Val Kilmer. Um, is he's going to be installing that at one of the. Um, upper playground galleries uh, next month. And so, he's something with You Are Beautiful, isn't he? Uh, yeah, and I think that's at the Mission Cultural Center, like okay. the same month as well. Where somehow there's a mission, there's a tie-in with You Are Beautiful. Okay. Well, if you can do that, it'd be cool to get some correspondence for the show. To start doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that never ever sees the light of day because. You know, people only want to put an interview for a couple of pages. And that's know. part of the reason why I wanted to do this was because that exact reason, like, especially with artists mostly, is you get those, like, seven questions. And that was something I always admired about the way that you conducted interviews, too. Like, you try to dig into some different fucking aspects of, of things instead of the fucking, like, what type of music do you like? <laughs> Who is your favorite artist? What do you like? Influences are great. We all have them. Sure. It's a great, great thing. But it's what we do with them which is what separates us between the next guy. Right. And, you know, I think... Um, oh, wow. I can't believe I'm fucking quote Nikki Six, But oh, Nikki Six put it really, really well. I listen to Hendrix. I listen to Clapton. I listen to the blues greats, but whatever it is in this translation that went through my ears into my brain, when I try to take it and put it on guitar, it sounds like crap. (laughs) And there's a difference in the brain between artists that'll have the same influences and will come out completely different. That is what is interesting as hell to me, and that's what people don't fucking talk about in a lot of magazines. Well, I think people don't talk about who they actually are because they're trying to get jobs, and if you yeah. actually yeah. say who you are, there's a possibility yeah. that somebody won't like you. And it becomes easy. Like, you get those same questions, and you just have, like, go-to answers to put in there. So it's like it becomes mm-hmm. like, 
if you have some time to sit down and talk with some people, you get to know them a little better than just some like quick email back and forths or whatever. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you ever come up, if you ever have anything like that, like I use this little Tascam recorder, like this is my backup recorder, but I use this to, on all my to go, like when I'm out on the in the field, if you will. Yeah, I need a digital recorder. I want to hug your dog. I have my recorders are the old mini tapes. Yeah. Oh, he actually, yeah, he uses actual recording tapes. There yeah, you go. That's one. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, like two of those. One with a mic. I had the opportunity, um, a woman recorded my grandma, like hours and hours of my grandma. Um, but awesome. Because she was doing a book about uh, uh, lung transplant patients. And uh, right before I started doing this podcast, I ended up recording a bunch, like taking all those little mini tapes and recording them into GarageBand just letting mm -hmm. them play and recording them and then go, went through and edited a bunch of stuff and then ended up giving it to all my relatives uh, la last Christmas I guess mm -hmm. yeah it must be last Christmas now um, like all like eight hours of her talking yeah yeah it was rad so oh, man, that's a type of oral history that people just don't do anymore I forget that's that's what's cool so about awesome. podcasting. Like, I have on record hours of artists fucking shooting the shit, like, about all sorts <laughs> of different things. And that shit is out there in the ether forever. Forever. Yeah. But, you know, when you first started talking about doing the podcast, I was really excited because I had been wanting um, Megan at My Love For You to do something. And, you know, she, her blog has gone through lots of changes. But I was super excited that an artist was actually thinking about how other artists feel about other artists. Yeah. Well, you know, but I've yeah, always... No, but it's true. I've been as much as a, of a, like, a fan, which I hate to use that word, but as much of a fan as I am a, a person who takes part in the thing, like the guy, what's uh, the hair club for men guy? <laughs> like, Size Burlow. Yeah. I'm not Burlow. only bald, but I'm also yeah. wearing a suit or what is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. shit. Not only am I the president, but I'm also a member. Yeah, so that's that's how I felt about it. Well, I think that we, we, there are certain people that think about how our brains work, and we want to know why our brains work the way that they do. Like the whole flotation, when you're doing a flotation thing, I, I love that kind of shit, because it makes you think about what your shit is and deal with your shit in your head you know it's like I can't get away from myself so why don't I make friends with myself <laughs> and figure out I'm figure still out trying why. to figure that out well I mean why I do the shit that I do why I continue to paint the same shit over and over again I can't get away from it but why do I do it yeah you know, you're supposed it, to you're supposed to it's crazy because yeah I know I'm crazy Isaac and I have realized over the few, last few years I'm really fucking nuts but I'm okay with that. Who isn't? Who isn't? Uh, I think there are a lot of people that aren't nuts, and they lead they those normal happy. lives. No, they are unhappy because mm -hmm. they don't they don't deal with their shit. If you they don't just go embrace on. your insanity, you will never be truly happy because it. The only way to stay sane in this fucked up world is to be slightly insane mm -hmm. and to be okay with yourself. And, and to be okay, and be okay with it. Yeah, very yeah. well put. All right, let's end it on that. It sounds good. All right, let's do that internet apps. Bam. Thank you guys. I appreciate you taking the time to, to shoot the shit with me. I hope to see you in the real life sooner than later. Yeah, right. And try to bring the dog. And you little dog too. And you little dog too.
And your little dog, too. All right, guys. All right, dude. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Good night. All right, quick disclaimer. The song I wanted to put at the end of this track, um, I bought off iTunes, and they won't let me put the song in to play at the end of this podcast. So it was a um, crass cover that Jeffrey Lewis did that I talked about in the podcast. And I thought it would be sort of punk rock just to go ahead and fucking redub it through the garage band anyway and tell iTunes to go fuck themselves. So I'm going to record it. So it might sound a little shitty, but at least you get the, the idea. Big A, little A, bouncing B. The cat's in the cupboard, but it can't catch me. Big A, little A, bouncing B. The cat's in the cupboard, but it can't catch me. External control, are you gonna let them get you? Do you wanna be a prisoner in the boundaries they set you? You say you wanna be yourself, do you think they'll let you? They're out to get you. can't catch me. Be exactly who you want to be, do what you want to do. I'm he and she is she, but you're the only you. No one else has got your eyes, can see the things you see. It's up to you to change your life, and my life's up to me. That's the, oh, that's the dub version of the song. Uh, go get it yourself. It's um, Big A, Little A. That's the Jeffrey Lewis version. He did an album called 12 Crass Songs. But you can go get the Crass albums instead if you want. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye.